1: Hello listeners, this is Big Z, host of Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, the Detroit Lions podcast. Before we start, I just want to briefly thank everyone who has listened so far this year, both from Lions fans and non-Lions fans alike. The reception so far has been encouraging and incredible. Our team truly appreciates it, as we try hard every week to deliver a good product. We ask that you please, please subscribe and leave a review. (laughs) Five stars, of course. (laughs) and always offer us feedback if you ever have any we realize the sound quality can be improved and we are trying to work on it over the next coming weeks Um, we realize um, it isn't bad by any means but we are always looking to improve the experience for our listeners so stay tuned and just please note in this episode the entering lines done segment had some audio issues but didn't affect anything too badly thanks again everyone now let's start the pod This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Red Dog, Bob, Connor, talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned one pride let's get this podcast rolling welcome back everybody off the bye week it's october 15th we're recording this late on a monday night um how did everybody enjoy
0: their bye week Uh,
2: fantastic that was 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 very
0: nice we didn't
2: lose it
0: was why would we lose it was been
1: you know, in a- all my lifetime, the Lions have never lost on the bye week. Hey, so. do you
3: know this is the first time that Patricia's gone two weeks without losing?
2: Wow. It's great. Yeah, well, coach, uh, well. well, you you guys are weird. <laughs> no, I, I was, was – Take a sip of I had my jersey on, and I put my Kool-Aid – I had a whole pitcher, and I sat in front of the TV, and the Lions didn't come on at all. <laughs> and it was <laughs> – I didn't know what to do with yeah. myself. I drank a lot of whiskey. And you're saying I sound Kool-Aid. bad. What was this? <laughs> it was sad. It was sad. <laughs> I hate when Not, they don't play. Well, no, I wish they
3: would have played, but it actually just worked out well for me. I was busy. All busy right. Guy. Well,
1: well, let's get right into it. The Divisional Roundup. Divisional Recap. Um, the Vikings had an easy win over the Arizona Cardinals in Cardinals, Minnesota.
0: Cardinals suck. So. Yes, and we'll have
1: them later this year in Arizona. Cardinals suck. They really, they, really, they really suck.
0: suck. Um, the 27
1: 17 victory. The Packers are currently playing right now, and I believe it's 17 14 Packers. Stop nope, you oh, missed no.
2: something there because uh, 49ers Stop. scored.
1: That was literally, 20. I just checked five minutes ago and the score changed. It's 21 it's 20, 20 now. 21, 20. Both teams have scored. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so there could be a big upset brewing right now in Green Bay, oh, and then of great. course a thirty-one twenty-eight victory for the Dolphins over the Bears, um, making this division really interesting. Now the Bears still in first place at three and two, the Vikings three two and one, the Packers two two and one, and the Lions two and three. The Lions are within one game in the division. They have five divisional games left to play. So this um, this there division is seat. more than up for grabs, everybody. And we control our own destiny, as the talking
0: heads like to say. Yeah, that's for sure. We do. Got to beat you the, the, the Bears, beat the Pack again. Yeah. Thing up. We got to start yeah, so- beating teams that aren't <laughs>
3: legendarily good. Let's just be like the other teams that are mediocre. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we'll we, can't, right. we can't worry about the other teams. Lions just have to worry about themselves. If they win, they'll be fine.
3: Is that how Very. that works?
2: Yeah, it is. That Don't is. worry about it. people Gosh. worry about all these other teams. Don't if worry you about win
3: you'll be fine. This is some profound stuff. Someone record it.
1: Right so down. did anybody watch the Bears uh Dolphins game? I week? did.
2: I did. It was unbelievable. It was it was theater of the macabre, man. It was crazy. The Bears should have won that game a couple times. Their are running back uh Jordan fumbles on the one yard line earlier in the game. I think it was the fourth quarter. Yep. And uh Unbelievable. Dolphins recover it. Another one, they were driving into the end zone. They were in uh, within the 10-yard line or something, threw an interception. Trubisky threw an interception. Classic. They blew a couple prime chances. And then, of course, the overtime was just classic. The missed field goal was, oh, it was poetic. <laughs> so what do you <laughs> think about Matt, that?
1: What if Matt Patricia We're yeah. done that?
4: We're within, yeah, within
1: a 55-yard field goal, and they run it three times and settle for a field goal. How pissed off would you be as a Lions fan if the Lions – are running it three times instead of being aggressive.
2: I'd have been pissed. I'd have been pissed. Yeah. For sure.
1: I was oh, pissed intense. when we
0: did it when we settled for a field goal and the Patriots came. That was
3: a little more a little, justifiable I don't more know,
0: than that. Our running game's getting better, though. That might work now. Carry on Johnson. So. If it was knows. carry on and not Blunk or Riddick. <laughs> I mean, the well, way. I don't yeah. care who
2: you have running. They knew they were going to run three times in a row. It's easy to stop. True. I mean, they could have done a play action and, and really caught them off guard because all the Dolphins were looking for was a run play. I agree. Ridiculous. And you know what
1: that that kind of excites me. That tells me that the Bears don't really trust
2: Mitch Trubisky. Yeah he's he's an interesting character. Uh he, he does some really good things. But he's still young and makes bonehead mistakes. So I I don't know. Uh, I don't, don't
3: trust potential. Trubisky. I don't trust Trubisky but you gotta get through a lot of layers of a solid team to really expose him. That's the pro- That's what they have going right now. you got to get past that defense and past that run game and a solid receiving core that gets open. So,
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. I
3: don't think Trubisky's that great, but right now he's got a terrific
1: complement around him. All right, but enough about the Bears. I want to focus on the Dolphins here, our
2: upcoming opponent. Yeah, let's do that.
1: So, I just want to go over some stats from this game, just to give you a little perspective on who we are facing this week. Frank Gore, the ageless wonder. Um, he's fourth all-time in rushing. He just – climbed up the charts this year. 15 attempts for 101 yards. He averaged 7 yards a carry. Kenyon Drake, 13 carries, 57 yards. He had a key fumble in overtime at the goal line. Um, Brock Osweiler, he's back everybody. The ship, as people like to call him. Um, he is good for one game a year, it seems. And that and that's his calling card. And this seemed to be it. The Bears had a top defense in the NFL and he shredded them. 28 28- for 44 380 yards three touchdowns he did have two picks however
2: he had a nice game there's no doubt about it
1: um Danny Amendola had eight catches for 59 yards which is not very good but Albert Wilson is the main threat on this team he can win a game at any moment for them he had six catches for 155 yards and
2: that guy's fast man he can run
1: <laughs> yes the not Dolphins as- have- yeah. Two deep threats, Albert Wilson and Kenny Stills. Those guys will just run nines, which is just a go route down the field, and the Dolphins will gladly launch it to whoever is open. So that is definitely something we have to worry about um, coming into this game. I see that as
3: opportunity, too. That means you give Quinn a chance to start making some plays, and same thing with uh, Slay. Our second – I think anyone who relies on slinging the ball down the field is going to – could play into our hands well because that's where our strength is on defense. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, we got to not let them beat us, but I like that I like that matchup.
0: Yeah, we got to uh the run game has been killing us all year and it sounds like they had a pretty good run game last week. I don't know what they've been doing all year. True. But uh but we I heard uh Ziggy may be back, which would help in that. Uh,
2: so that would be nice. We'll see. I, mean, I haven't really heard. It's
0: still that. a mystery because he's been practicing
2: and he's not gotten on the field yet. I thought uh, my my bet is he will be back. I think they kept him out of the last game. I think they could have played him in the last game, but they figured just give him that extra week plus the bye week, and uh, hopefully he'll be really healthy for the rest of the season, but we'll see. We should note that um, it does look like Jamal Agnew will be out for the
1: year. Um, the Lions recently signed a cornerback. Uh, this guy's got a great name, everybody. Lindsey Pinchin. <laughs> from the Colts waiver wire was signed. Will he stay with the team for more than a week? Who knows?
2: The well, final piece, got... Zach. The
1: final
0: piece. <laughs> exactly. The final piece of yeah. the puzzle we've been waiting they for. Did, they did say Agnew might be available at the end of the year if they were doing a playoff push. So I did see that. So. Well, we'll there is a
1: nice two-week break before the Super Bowl.
0: Um, I guess we'll find out then.
2: Yeah.
1: If we have him for the Super Bowl, that'll be great.
2: Uh, I, can, yeah. I can
1: see it now. The – the Gosh. comeback player of the year uh, in the Super Bowl, returning a punt for a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see it now.
2: I can see it um, too. Wait, give me some more past the Kool-Aid, will you? Let's just get our yeah. – I'm seeing division. lovely visions in my head. Um, it should be noted,
1: Trubisky threw for – he was 22 of 31 in this game for 316 yards and three touchdowns. So this secondary is very susceptible, I feel – for the
2: um, Dolphins. Yes, if our O.C. is not afraid to go after them. Mm -hmm. I had to do it. I had to say it. The the Bears um, did
1: hurt them going deep in this game for certain, so I I would like to see that. Taylor Gabriel, who's a deep threat, had 110 yards in this game. Yeah. And actually, Tariq Cohen out of the backfield had 90 yards, so look for Theo Riddick to maybe be involved a little more this week than he has been. I know he's been there, but I feel like he hasn't – at a big breakout
2: game this year. Like, yeah, he's been quiet, quiet this year. He's, he's been done. very quiet. Yeah. yeah. And you're right about that Cohen, Zach. He scares me. That kid is uh, just so fast. But he's just a little I guy. Would... Why are you scared of him? Well, I'm not scared of him physically. He's <laughs> just but... a little guy. But, like, if I had to chase him down, I'd, I'd never catch him. <laughs> I, I don't feel that I ever would catch him. I think <laughs> I think that even if, like, he stopped for a while and had lunch, I would, like, catch up to him. But then He'd get up and run again, just uh, frustrate me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, think you catch Vince He's Wolfram really, either, he's really fast. Okay? okay, just saying.
1: Um, so I guess, do you think the Lions have made any adjustments over the bye week, or do you, do you think they stick to the same game plan here and try to establish, I guess, a ground game early, and if that doesn't work, start chucking it around. <laughs>
3: I hope they make some adjustments.
2: Yeah, I hope so too. So
1: what are the main adjustments that you like to see is, uh, is well, in the I think, play
2: calling? Is it more deep throws downfield? I think yeah, I think definitely more deep throwing, but I'd worry more about uh, setting up the run with the pass as opposed to the opposite, which they seems like they've been really trying hard to you know set up the pass with the run, and I think they just got to learn maybe get better at taking what's available to them. At the time, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying one way is right or one way is wrong. Just maybe, I'd like to see a little more rhythm in the offense. You know. Yeah. And score and yeah. scoring early. I'd also like
3: to see them establish. Try to establish uh, carry on a little bit. Like not just this ran this m- rotation that like mandates everyone gets within five carries of each other. I think there should be yeah, it seemed- a featured back that gets relieved in key situations in certain situations by the
0: other cast, he's the stop guy. Give him the yeah. rock. It does seem like they've been, they've been ratcheting it up a little bit more each week. A little bit. So hopefully this week it'll be even more. So I hope you're right. Be More carry on featured there. I hope you're right. And you then you see uh, these other teams doing it like the Gurley with the Rams and,
2: and Hill with the chiefs and, you know, they're riding the hot hand, you know, and and lions
0: get the hot hand and then they bench him for a while.
2: You know, it's, I I don't yeah. quite understand that sometimes.
0: If if we had Todd Gurley though, we'd probably be running him a lot more. <laughs> well, guessing, yeah. But <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> I, I'm not convinced of that because
3: honestly, I see a lot of similarities. i have been watching some of these guys, and I know that carry-on's not exactly the prototypical build because of his sort of slender lower body and stuff. But the dudes, big and fast and strong, and and they don't seem to be willing to do that. I think. I think they're playing a, a sort of formula that uh, Patricia himself even sort of hinted at this idea that you look at these guys to get the rock a lot early on and they fade as the season goes on. I think he's determined to sort of try to play that line. And I think it might be to our detriment at times, but I think his goal is to have a, a fresh running back or come the, the crucial parts of the season. But you yeah, might have it.
2: some something there though, because no, seriously, rookies tend to fade toward the end, especially if they're used a lot. So maybe Just running backs tend to fade towards the end, yeah. If so they're maybe, overused, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, we're frustrated because we want to see more of them, but maybe you know, it's a good thing if we don't way. cost
3: too much in the now. If we if we get ourselves out of the running, then it's not worth it. But I, I if it if we can manage to eke
1: out enough games in the short term, then I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, wow. um, what you're saying is what Matt Patricia has stressed in the media and everything. And what he said to us on this podcast only a week or two ago. And that right. um, uh, he dropped by and he told us that he uh, wanted to split the carries and that it's a long season and you got to look at the big picture. So, um, Zach, is is,
2: is Patricia coming on the show with us today?
1: No, he is actually not. He's, he's busy uh, at hand. Oh uh, right man! Working on so he he will not be joining us this week.
2: That's he, too he, bad. He
1: sends out the regards to the podcast, and he'll be joining us in the future. But he will not be joining us. Don't this we
2: week. have him under contract? I mean, um, isn't he's he <laughs>
1: by week as well on this uh, podcast as well? So, hey, hey, I have a, a little question. <laughs> I just want to present. So, if Patricia
3: always says, like, the most important thing is the next game, and getting you know, getting better every day, and focusing on the next game ahead of you. Is he being hypocritical when he then says we're putting our running backs on a pitch count for the end of the season?
1: Mm. No, I, so, I think when he says that he's uh, he's trying to get the players to focus on the next game. But I mean, as the head coach, you got to look at the big picture. Somebody has to.
2: Okay. Good point. Good, yeah. good point answer. Good answer. That's true. yeah.
0: Hey, uh, a big Z. I have a question directed your way. We're talking about the way the Lions run their offense now and the balance with the run in the pass. And one thing the Lions have done this year is utilize their tight ends basically in a bo- blocking situations more than passing. I mean, occasionally they throw to them. But, uh, and then you see Eric Ebron's success mm-hmm. in, um, with the Colts. But, but I, just, I think it's more of a design thing, unless we had some stud tight end, that uh, if Ebron were with us, he'd be doing okay, but he wouldn't have those numbers. Because they rely on him a lot more with the Colts, and we have this whole stable of receivers. What yeah, I,
1: I see what you mean. Like, I think Toy Lolo uh, has actually been doing a really good job. You never hear his name called because he's usually in there on blocking downs. But obviously, the running game has been getting better, and he's usually in on those plays um, when we have a successful run play. And I, I wish I had um, the numbers up with me, like I'm pro football focused. I do not have him. But I know he has been one of the higher rated blocking tight ends, so he has actually done a really good job. Um, and I can see why, especially, like you said, the way the Lions are running their offense right now, um, the fact that we aren't throwing to the tight ends a lot, which is, which is fine because we have such an elite receiving core.
2: But, we don't but really Bob, to your, to, point, that. to your point, though, they've been running uh, Galladay mostly out of the slot, and they're kind of using him sort of as a tight end in, the, in a receiving capacity. I mean, not as far as blocking, but yeah, I think he's kind of making yeah. up it's for true. some of those tight end but, catches that we, you know, if we had a tight end. Catch. Yeah, I'm inclined to
3: think Yeah. But I I'm I'm inclined to think it's more just it's not having him influences the way we're not using our tight ends. We don't have a true receiving threat at tight end like Ebron. I think if we had him he'd be more featured. But that's just not too
0: sense. Yeah, but I do like the way they're trying to get the running game going because it's been such a sore spot for the Lions for years. And using the tight ends that way isn't too bad. Songs we have everything else, yeah, and the no fact yeah. that
1: they are they have this type of offense, um, and not utilizing the tight ends as much, I think that might be by design. And the fact, um, they would have had to sign them for eight million dollars, I don't think the eight million dollars, um, and the use of the tight ends in the, in the offense this year that's been established, um, is justified necessarily.
3: Do we have to sign them? I thought we had them under
1: contract, didn't we? Cut them well, we, we could have extended them. For one additional year, based on his rookie contract, for $8 oh, okay. million. His There's option. A, yeah. And we declined right. the option. And then he became a free agent as a result of that. Don't we still
2: have that cap space, uh, like 8 or $9 million in cap space? We do. We do. And we have not used And, think and, do, and yeah. let me ask you, because I don't know the answer. When's the trading deadline? Um... I believe it is
1: at She's the end of this weight, month. I it?
2: believe it is October thirty first. Yeah, I, I thought it was coming up here in a, in a couple of weeks.
4: Uh, I'm just wondering uh,
2: along that along that line of thinking, though. I mean, we win a couple games here. Do we? Do we look, you know, somewhere for a trade for maybe an impact player on defense, maybe or uh, something? You know, put us over the edge a little bit. What do you think? Yeah.
0: There'll be some teams fluttering. Yeah, well, I guess it'll depend on what, we, what we're what we needing then, you know, uh, as injuries go. Yeah, I mean, injuries. That may be di- dictating what a little comes more. available,
3: I think, will be a big part of it. I mean, I think they're going to be fairly frugal as they have been to date. I think they might make a little bit of a splash if, like, a struggling team that just kind of feels they're out. I thought it was like halfway through the season, but I. I um,
1: the, the official trading deadline is October 30th.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Hey. Can I point my redirect this a little bit because there's a amazing thing right
3: now happening. Wait,
1: one more one more note on the trading deadline. It is very very uncommon to have such a big trade with an impactful player at the trading deadline. The only thing, the only recent case I can make is Jay Ajayi going to the Eagles last year for a fourth round pick, but that was a very rare case. But continue, Jay.
2: No, that's uh, a that's a good Van point
1: Noy,
3: though. Uh, Shay McClellan, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah,
3: only in the Patriots, I guess. Um, but of course, those guys were just struggling somewhere else, which is where I could see us make. I think those are the type of moves you see us make. I don't see us making a major splash trade at at, at any
2: point. Now, yeah. that well, might hamstring us. they 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 do have a. a a good knack for finding guys that fit their system. I mean look at Eli and uh Canard and finding oh, yeah. these guys that no one ever heard of and they come right in and they're and and they're playing really well. I mean so maybe there's some a guy like that out there, you know what I'm saying that maybe hasn't quite fit in wherever he's at. Comes in and helps yeah. us out. Yeah, is, so. is
0: Eli is Eli playing or is his wife giving birth again this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just, it's quite verbal. I think we'll see <laughs> Eli out there. I think we'll see him out there. Nah, he's okay. back. He's, oh, he's back. That's good. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, just so I just, out, just want to point everyone out there's
3: something amazing happening this year. <laughs> I know this is a major diversion from what we've been talking about, but. There is no offensive line protecting the QB better than the Detroit Lions right now. We have a top offensive line wow. in the past pro,
0: gents. Wow. That's what we invested in. So,
2: ooh, baby. And and even that being said, I still think we could get better. Cause yeah. I I, Stafford got roughed up a little bit in that last game, yeah. I thought, a couple times. But, uh yeah, but we got. We should have Lang back this week. Uh, maybe. It's a yeah. good possibility he'll um, be back. He TJ Lang nice. definitely, um,
1: definitely has a very impactful presence on this line. There's no doubt about it. Um, do you think part of the success of the offensive line is also due to Ron Prince not being there and uh, Jeff yes. Davidson stepping yes. in as the offensive like line coach? 300%. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, yes. I, mean, I don't he, think he it's worked. a coincidence that – or uh, I guess it's – It shouldn't be shocking, considering Ron Prince was the first firing of the new era in the Lions football here. No,
3: our talent changed one person, and we got we made incredible strides. I don't think I think that's just plain as day.
1: The only defense in Ron Prince for last year, at least, is that this offensive line was very injury prone. Sure, so
0: far we have been much healthier. The offensive line too. coach should be a ghost, you know. But Lions fans were all over yes. that, and they were like, "Yes, Ron Prince is <laughs> yeah. gone." It was like cheers throughout <laughs> the city. Yeah, you're right,
2: Bob. Yeah, that's were. very true. I mean, the Lions fans are actually pretty. Uh, I think they're pretty intelligent, uh, generally speaking. I read most of the uh, you know uh, fan comments on M Live and on you know, Pride and some of those other ones, and Aside from all the uh, trolling Lions fans who like to just, you know, think of the negative all the time, you know. Of course, we're kind of the opposite. We drink the Kool-Aid, and we're always looking at the positive. No, Someone's uh, been drinking out of a glass uh, of ice I,
3: in it this entire show.
2: <laughs> someone's clearly drinking out of some gotta, whiskey. <laughs> Got to keep the Kool-Aid. Yeah. It's a uh, bullet and blue Kool-Aid go really good together. <laughs> I'm just,
0: just saying. I'm throwing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, okay. There seems to be a theme with you, uh, UJ, with the uh, Kool Aid and whiskey <laughs> yeah. uh, from week to week. Well, it allows you to think clearly, <laughs> clearlier, clearlier <laughs> than normal. Clarity of
2: purpose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, so we've talked about the Lions and the Dolphins a little bit, but we are going to have someone step into the Lions then, actually, the guys th- again this week. So. We're going to get him on the phone here. You are now entering the Lions' Den. All right, guys, we have someone else willing to step into the Lions' Den this week. Um, as you know, our Lions are playing the Miami Dolphins, and we have an actual Dolphins fans here. They do exist, and we have one on the phone right now. Um, I want to welcome in Johnny. Johnny, how, how's it going?
4: It's going great. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you reaching out uh, so I can get on your podcast and uh, just rubbing in a little bit how the Dolphins are going to destroy the Lions. All right.
0: oh, just oh, like they
2: did oh, the and so it begins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, as it goes from last week, um, your, your Dolphins are coming off a big win over the Lions, so we thank you for that, but now it's our turn to come Wait down, a minute. But,
2: Zach, do the, whoa. Whoa. Do Zach, you know what you yeah, just man. said? What did you just say? Zach. I want to you thank the Dolphins he before you wreck yourself. You said he came up a big win against the Lions. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Come on. Oh man.
1: dear. Oh well, the the <laughs> Dolphins beating the Bears. Dolphins beating the Bears <sighs> for the Lions. I'm That's correcting. Let start. me correct myself. Wow. Um, uh, in an us. overtime win. Um, Johnny, I was just hoping you could tell me who who do you prefer, the Brockett chip or Ryan Tannehill, right now?
4: Well, you know, uh, Gay said that Ryan Tannehill hurt his shoulder. I thought he actually – because I didn't find out to the day of the game that he was taken out of the game. uh, You know, that Osweiler was going to start. Um, But, uh, you know, he came out during the press conference and said that he injured his his shoulder during game three, and that's why he was benched. But he he did throw kind of poorly against Cincinnati, uh, you know, blowing that 17-point lead, you know. When you're a Dolphin fan, it's just uh, heartbreaking when that happens, when you've got such a, a demanding lead and just lose it in the end.
2: So, John, you know, Osweiler's never, ever had two good games in a row. You
4: realize that, right, in his career? Well, that's fine. Maybe Hill will be back next week. I don't care. I think that Gase has uh, anybody that he plugs into his system. It, it, you know, the, as long as they're a halfway decent quarterback and don't get rid of the ball, even though Osweiler had uh, – uh, two uh, interceptions, or maybe even three. I think I don't even remember. But uh, did he have two? Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like I said, uh, it's not like we're gonna spread the field and throw down downfield to make touchdowns. It's those short little, uh, uh, you know, button hook plays, or you know, to the slot that's gonna that helps the Dolphins, and that's they're really easy uh, high percentage passes to make. And if that's how he's going to run his offense, we'll have to see what happens uh, with an explosive uh, offensive, maybe like the Lions. I don't know how Stafford doing this uh, year.
2: I'll tell you what, you guys did pretty good against that Bears defense, and uh, Khalil Mack, I think, had one tackle in the whole game. So, uh, yeah, they I, did uh, hold him back. I was happy about Don't know that. what you did to him, but uh, I hope we can repeat that part anyway. <laughs>
1: um. Can you tell me more about Frank Gore? Seems to be an ageless wonder uh, out there this year for you guys. And do you trust him over Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake is—he's uh, he, the one that fumbled on the goal line in this last game for you.
4: Yeah, I, I wish they actually put Kenyon Drake up for uh, on waivers or something. I mean, they got rid of Jahi last year, and now Kenyon Drake's kind of falling into the same uh, same uh, frame as the Jaji. But uh, I think it's uh, – I don't know. He, he performed a little bit during the beginning of the year. You know, the first couple of games, he had a couple uh, uh, big gains. Uh, but lately, he's been sputtering just that third game and the fourth game that he played. Uh, but Frank Gore, he did carry a lot of weight, and uh, he's still able to move that pile. Uh, one thing I didn't realize, how small Frank Gore actually is in real life, you know, compared to the other players. Like Kenyon Drake's about like six-something. He John, like, what, are you, what are you talking yeah. on?
2: I, I'm sorry, but uh, there's like – you're going in and out of like a weird echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know.
4: I'm it's so s- strange. Well, I'm actually – I'm sorry. You might have to edit this portion out, but I'm into John because you got – I, <laughs> I
2: knew it! I knew
4: it!
2: John, no, this is perfect. This, you're doing exactly what the Dolphins are going to do next week against yeah. the Lions. Right? Yeah, now. Yeah. They're going to take
4: a dump. Take a dump. I don't know, man. Like I said, we handled. If uh, we could have been five and zero right now, right now. Wow. Yeah. we didn't lose that Cincinnati game. Okay, great. I mean, not five, five and zero. No, I was You say, know, we were <laughs> destroyed
1: by the Patriots, who we dominated. Well.
4: Yes, the Patriots did dominate. But you know what? They usually do. But when they come down to Miami, it's a different team. I mean, they're, on, they're firing on all cylinders right at their house. It's only happened a couple of times that the Dolphins beat them in, in New England. And obviously, this year, it wasn't one of those times. But they will be down in Miami as it gets close to the uh, end of the season. And we'll see who dominates then.
2: So, John, you know, uh, I know you're a Dolphins fan. And I got to ask this question. How did you become a Dolphins fan? Were you drop on your head as a child?
4: uh almost but no actually what happened was growing up in upstate new york where i'm originally from schenectady um i got to watch the dolphins a a lot of times on tv before they had direct tv where you could see them so basically they played the jets the bills the patriots as well as the colts back then because they were the baltimore colts so uh i seen like maybe eight games 10 games a year out of 12 because the Dolphins were the team back then, you know, with uh, the no-name defense. So I, I yeah. started liking them that so yeah. I stuck with ever since.
3: So, John, since that's a total BS story, was it that you ate paint
4: chips? <laughs> <laughs> Not paint chips. Glue. Glue maybe. Ah. You know, we all paint. have that paint
2: fetish. So, John, <laughs> it, it's a, if a team is going to run the table, like going to go all the way and win every game, are you like rooting against them, like you're the you know the rest of the remaining guys who played on that team? You know, are you rooting against them to keep that record? You know well, I,
4: mean? I don't think there's any undefeated teams except the Rams, right? Did the Rams lose yet? No. Well,
2: the Patriots almost did it that one year, and all the old Dolphins actually- would get together and have a party and root against
4: them. <laughs> I know, fifty-year party. Can you believe that? Yes. It's fifty-two 52- years. Since anyone had a perfect season, it's not my fault that my team's the best. Yeah. Just- yeah. <laughs> well,
0: hey, John. 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 This is Bob. How hey, do you Bob. Feel about the fact that since Marino retired, the Dolphins are, have been irrelevant. And you, you think of the two, thousand seven Dolphins, the one in fifteen. You think drafting Dion Jordan, and you don't really think much else about the Dolphins. Do you, what do you feel about that?
4: Well, you know what, Dion Jordan was a bust out. So I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> they've had some really bad. Now, look, when Drew Brees was on the table, did I want Drew Brees to come to Miami? Absolutely. Look at that. How many Super Bowls does he won with the Saints? Two? Yeah, Saban said he wouldn't be healthy enough. So yeah, right, Sabin Saban, uh, sold the Dolphins down the river. You know, he went to Alabama or where did he go, Alabama or LSU. Alabama, right? Yeah, Alabama. Yeah. Yep, Alabama. I can't take this anymore, so I'm going to Alabama. <laughs>
0: they're paying me better <laughs>
4: yeah. so what do you uh, see
0: for this this matchup with the lions john what do you think
4: well i think i think it's gonna be a good matchup i mean because the dolphins have a lot of uh, uh you know they use a four-man rush and uh our our cornerbacks are studs our free agent is stud at uh uh Mikel fitzpatrick he's just all over the place and of course kiko alonso you can't stop the guy. He's just in on every single tackle. Yeah, he's a good uh, ball player. I agree. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is a great ball player. I wanted to buy his jersey. But anyway, he's like <laughs> the Zach Thomas, undersized, small guy, but in and every play. He does get beat sometimes, but, hey, that's the NFL. Yeah, that's true. He's going to get used
1: yeah. to it this weekend. Yeah, you, no, you know what I find the biggest difference between the Lions and the Dolphins is, um, we didn't give the Navicentu twenty five million dollars a year, and then we're missing <laughs>
4: two years. Well, that happens sometimes. I don't know what the Dolphins' mindset is. Let's uh, let's play some, pay some of these old timers. But I guess is he doing good on the Rams?
1: He's doing he okay. Um, yeah,
4: I mean, but he's, you know, he's yeah. only
1: being paid fourteen million, not twenty five million. It doesn't matter. He
4: got paid. He got his money. He doesn't have to try anymore. That's how I feel. I, I feel that uh, you have to go after just like the Bears did. Believe it or not, just go after all these uh, stud rookies and, and some good defensive players. Yeah. I and mean, they picked. Yeah. But, I mean, like, what does Stafford have left in him? Maybe another two more years. Oh come on, Jack! Yeah, he's, he's, he's just oh. hitting his
2: prime oh. right now. Oh.
3: He's yeah. literally can, just uh,
2: hitting his prime. What
4: George did got
2: down
3: there in Miami? Jeez good stuff yeah yeah they do some good stuff
2: i've heard
4: down there they
2: do i heard you roll your own too down there
4: yeah they got this coyote went on the the uh indian reservation i got some so (laughs) yeah Uh, well john
0: a quick tip uh start kenny galladay this week on your fantasy team You'll, you'll do well
4: all right. We'll see how he does. <laughs> 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 right, okay.
1: Just before you go, do you, have the, um, do you have any what's your prediction for this game?
4: Actually, I think it's going to be – I'd like to say a high scoring game, but I don't think so. It's it's probably going to be it's going to be a close game. Uh, uh we'll say uh 23 to 19. Who? Lions? Lions? Lions. Lions, right? Dolphins, of course. Uh, come on. Oh, Dolphins. Oh, come on. Oh. All right, Jenny. All right. Thanks for coming on, on, John. Thanks for
0: coming. Thank you. Yeah, thanks you for
4: guys. coming me. You guys Good luck, uh, uh, losing next week. Take care. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah go ahead. Get
1: out
0: of here, thank God he's Gary, gone. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, good riddance. Man, I
1: can't I can't imagine being a dolphins fan. at least in this day and
2: age. You live with
0: yourself. Yeah. life is so much better as a lion. Yeah, right. <laughs> Live um, the dream,
3: baby. Live the dream.
0: Yeah, and he and he is just—he's
1: uh, so delusional, obviously thinking that the Dolphins could win this game this week.
2: Well, he's obviously delusional.
1: <laughs> um, he's had a few too many
3: permanent markers, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: I, since we're uh, coming off a of bye week and some of our usual segments have already been taken care of, uh, last week I want to introduce a new segment. Um, and I want to talk about one of the Detroit Lions greats. Um, someone in Detroit Lions history that really stands out and was important um, to all of us and what made us Lions fans in the first place. Um, and there's nowhere better to start, of course, than Barry Sanders. But first, a quick word from Kid Rock and Pistons Hall of Famer Joe DeMars, courtesy of NFL Films.
0: It was brutal being a Lions fan, so... But I will say this, that, that Barry Sanders, I mean, that was
2: what kept people coming for a lot of years. So if there's football fans out there that never got to see Barry uh, Sanders, you know, play the game of football live, it's, it, there's no way to explain it. You can watch the highlights and stuff, but still just being there where you get the perspective of the whole field and, you know, watch plays developing and, and, uh, and see the way that guy just cut and juke people. It, just, it was just insane.
4: You can't ask
3: a person in Detroit what's your favorite run of Barry because that would say that you know that was just a handful and you can remember one. This guy did something special, you know, every single
1: Sunday. Do you have one word to describe Barry Sanders before we get into him? Just one word. Just give me one word. UJ.
2: All time great.
1: <laughs> that was very <three> weird, <laughs> but okay. Uh, Go. Um, from Bob. Elusive. Red Dog says what? What was that word? What elusive? What was your word? Elusive. All right. All right. right. Yes, I agree. So he had ten Pro Bowls. He he was a two time Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, UJ or Bob? Can you tell me what two years did he win Offensive
2: Player of the Year? Ninety five and ninety six. Um, you're close.
1: It's 94 and 97 and, and then, uh, in 97, he won the MVP as well. Um, which is the only line to do so before I get into that 97 season, which was truly remarkable. I just want to tell you about how great this Barry Sanders was at Oklahoma state and why we drafted him. So first of all, his freshman, uh, Sophomore year, the only reason he didn't get more carries is because he backed up Thurman Thomas at Oklahoma State. So that is a truly remarkable going from Thurman Thomas to Barry Sanders. Not bad (laughs) bad bad bad. at all. (laughs) Um, In his junior year, his Heisman winning year, he led the nation by averaging 7.6 yards per carry and over 200 yards per game, including rushing over 300 yards four (laughs) times. He had 344 carries that year, which is unheard of now in college football. Um, He set college football season records with 2,600 rushing yards, 3,200 total yards, 234 points, 39 touchdowns, 37 rushing touchdowns, five consecutive 200-yard games, and he scored at least two touchdowns in 11 consecutive games. And nine times he scored at least three touchdowns. So, an okay college career, yeah,
0: yeah not too bad.
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> like unbelievable, oh, my it's my
0: so God. unbelievable.
1: We definitely have not seen a player like that in college football. Um, a insane. lot of people consider it possibly the greatest college football season in in history, and it's hard to argue with that when you talk about the number: It's incredible. Um, but not. But yeah. well, we're talking about the player here and his contribution to Lions. So I just want to go around. Um, if anybody wants to start, just talking about Barry Sanders and what it was like watching him play. Me and uh, Rud Dog were kind of young and don't have necessarily the, the clearest memories of him compared to you, Jay, and Bob.
0: <laughs> well, old, I, that's I that's just like to start by saying, <laughs> <you know. laughs>
2: yeah, I, I want yeah. to bring it to the elder statement first. <laughs> okay, well, this is UJ here, and I'm just want to say that uh, I have watched Barry Sanders through all his years. Went to several of the games in the old Silver Dome, and and uh, he was just honestly, God yeah, the most thrilling, exciting player I've ever seen. And he's the only guy in my all my years of watching football that when I'd watch a game, I'd be on the edge of my seat when he would get the ball, and and I'd be jumping out of my chair when he'd break something because it was it was incredible. He was just so exciting. And, and I've seen him almost break guys' legs and ankles, make the most unbelievable moves. There was one game against Tampa where he had two runs for over 80 yards for touchdowns in the same game. And there was one where John Lynch came blitzing through the middle of the line, and Barry Sanders had the ball. And John Lynch had his arms out, had put his head down to put the crushing blow on him, and wanted to uh, just grab an air. Barry Sanders in this quick, this little mood, just He was around him. It was, it was unbelievable and I, he, the guy was just amazing i mean just amazing I, I i still remember certain moves like there was the one where he, he was going around in against the vikings there were three guys trailing him and oh, he yeah. did this, this little <laughs> he knocked juke them move, all down with just and a all move all three guys <laughs> fell on the ground at the Same to like i remember falling that I was to the mention fame, that. and they all fell down it was it was unbelievable he, i mean he was just just an amazing exciting he was so exciting. That's all I can say. He just he's just so just pure excitement.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It was always, always he. Well, he'd be thrown for like a two-yard loss, like a couple times, you know, and then then he'd break a sixty-four-yard run. It was like it was like, uh... and then how many times did he get caught at the one? But I don't know. That seems like <laughs> a thing with it. Yeah. <laughs> but but he he was amazing. I mean, I, I was I was a little bitter. I got to say when he retired because the way that Same went here. down. And because uh, he could have easily broken the record, you know, and had all that, he'd stuff, had twenty thousand yards for sure. He was in his prime. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, he decided to walk away, and now as it's faded a little bit, I feel the good times again. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that was uh, a tough pill to swallow at the
2: time. I agreed, Bab. So,
0: but 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 he was amazing. Yeah, I mean that was must see TV. Even if you weren't a Lions fan, if Barry was running the ball, you'd be turning on the TV. Yeah. And it's just amazing how good he was and the fact that the Lions have been considered one of the worst
1: rushing offenses for so long in recent memory. It's it's incredible that the Lions had what I consider to be the best running back of all time, or what a lot of
2: other people consider the best pure running back of all time. I don't think they even tried to open holes for him. I just think they just said – He's going to go this way. And then the line just sort of <laughs> went that way. And if they could block someone, just block them and let Barry just figure it out. I, I'm pretty sure yeah, they, that's what they did. One do. of
3: my favorite things about they, him is that when you know you have to be really good when you have one of the all time negative stats in a career, he <laughs> leads the NFL in a career of negative yards. You don't get to play that long getting negative yards unless you're just incredible. And <laughs> Yeah, he did. He really? had a lot
2: of plays for a loss. and uh, Like Bob said, he, he'd lose two, he'd lose three, no gain, lose two, lose three, then break a 59-yarder. Like,
0: what the yeah. hell? This was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I remember one time I saw him at Soldier Field, and uh, he, he did a run around the right side, and he got just swallowed up by a whole pile of bears. And then – the piles there, and suddenly he scoots out the side. Oh, on the that's side one of the best run runs time. ever! I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> I love it. That was, yeah, that was amazing. It was.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to go down to NFL records because it we we might be here for a little while. There is one I'll just point out. <laughs> I guess uh, NFL record: twenty-five games in which Sanders ran for one hundred fifty yards or more. And second is Jim Brown with twenty-two. So that that's just wow. one stat I wanted to throw out there. There's a lot more, but that's just one that stood out to me considering we just had our first 100-yard rusher in 70 plus games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um in well, that I 97 season, that, he had 2053 yards. He averaged 6 yards a carry, 11 touchdowns, three receiving. 11 touchdowns rushing, three receiving. Um and he I just want to throw a little five carries in that season. Definitely something we will How many? How many carries? 35
2: carries. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I just want to throw a little shout out in there. I just happened to be looking on YouTube videos and uh, some Barry Sanders runs, and uh, I was watching him get the 2,000 yards. And the guy I played football with at Wabash, Pete Metzelars, was on the lines at that time, and he was there on the field blocking for Barry when he broke the 2,000 yard oh. barrier. That's awesome. I, I go, nice. oh my God! There's Pete. I can't. I forgot he was in the game, playing when Barry was broke the record. It was great. So, that's yeah, fine. that's, that's incredible. That was cool. So we can um, make Pete, a wall, bench,
0: man. You got to if you're connections. Out
1: there
2: Just shout out to you, Pete.
1: You got to use those connections uh, the meet Barry Sanders. Then.
2: Yeah. Well, we tried. <laughs> Me and Bobby, yeah, wow. we, were, we were in Philadelphia. We, like we were supposed effort. to meet up with him, it, yeah. it didn't work out too good. <laughs> yeah, we almost got killed by Philly fans. I think. Too, yeah. that's another so story. That was
1: a rough crowd there. <laughs> I really bad. especially uh back then
0: too. But we wore yeah. lions' colors. We were up in the seven hundred level. We were like the worst yeah. of the worst, are And they were <laughs> the worst. So, they, they it's probably we're probably right. lucky the lions lost that day because I think we probably would have. I'd say we should try yeah. to get
3: Barry on the
0: show, but he might be too elusive. Yeah.
2: Oh.
0: No. oh. Uh, Jack, wow. re- remember the Oof. remember the game, Jack? Got it. Winning that game, and they had the at the third and twenty-three, and then the the Eagles. Converted that and <laughs> the oh, yeah, so, oh, God, was it was terrible. The
2: worst. <laughs> it was so bad. I just remember that bathroom being so crowded, Bob. It was shoulder to shoulder, and we're like the only two Lions fans in there. Like, there's you know, 100, yeah. you know, Eagles fans, guys are pissing in the sinks and stuff, and they're abusing us. Oh, as yeah. were... It was, so it, it, was just, it was just so scary. <laughs> we're a really scary place, but we wore our oh, colors proudly. We did. We wore them, yeah. damn it. <laughs> we live to tell about it. Yeah. So, anyway.
1: Um, do you guys, I guess, do you see any comparisons with, Bob brought this up, I guess, with how Barry Sanders' career ended. Calvin Johnson considered one of the greatest receivers of all time and his career ended. Why, I guess, uh, one of the knocks against Lions is that, like, these great players are retiring early. Why Why does that keep happening with the Lions?
3: Career-filled, build teams around them. I think it's, that's my. I mean, and
1: they they get carry
3: the team for so long. Their bodies get. You just told us that Barry Sanders had three hundred forty four yeah. carries in a season, and yes. they didn't make anything out of that season. I mean, what are you? I mean, Calvin. He's we a won a playoff
1: body. game. We won one playoff game, the only one in the Super Bowl era. Yeah. So what do you mean and- we didn't accomplish anything?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's well, 1991
2: i think right Zach? they're a little
0: different though you weren't even born i think, I think calvin was <laughs> sincerely worried about his health and his future and all that yeah so was barry you know, today's he said he NFL. to be able to run
3: around with his kids
0: yeah but i think barry too, i think barry wanted was, to win he was barry he was unhappy with some of the changes that the lions made at the time and that was his answer didn't so they quick. trade lomas brown yeah. right before
2: that and, and
0: lomas brown was his best there was some, yeah something they, like, they traded him and it suggested they weren't
3: weren't in a win now mode all anymore. They were in a another rebuilding mode of
0: of yeah, a countless. But, I, but I think they made modes. the playoffs the next year, though, even though they didn't have them, This I recall. I can check my yeah. facts on that, but I think it's I think they did make the playoffs. But anyway, we don't need him anymore. We got carry on Johnson.
1: <laughs>
0: More importantly, Matt Stafford. That's Isn't a real superstar. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I I think at the end Stafford is gonna be one of the greats. So I'm after his fifth Super Bowl, I think they will finally accept it.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with
0: you, Bob. Yeah, on that. For sure. Because I think you'll be telling your kids Matt Stafford story someday. So I think he's he gets you're,
1: talented. You are right
0: the Lions went eight and eight the next year and made the playoffs.
1: Oh, and they eight lost eight and eight. They lost to the Redskins twenty seven to thirteen in Washington.
0: Oops. Uh, wow. Well, <laughs>
3: who was our running back that year?
0: <laughs> that I do not Bell have an answer no. for. Off
2: the top of <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fire. It was Yeah, but um, mm. I'm
1: glad we could just bring up um, Barry Sanders. Of course, he is always a presence on the Lions, and he always will be um, going forward. And it's great to see that, like him around the facility so much these days now as well, representing
2: the Lions. I agree. Despite the differences in the past, he's a he's a spokesman for the team, and he's an amazing... I hope we get there
3: with Calvin someday. It is
2: great to have me I
3: hope the bad blood between Calvin and the program subsides because I would love to see yeah. him not be mentoring the
1: damn Raiders. What the shit is that about?
0: <laughs> yeah, but... I agree. I agree. And he's
1: clearly doing a good job. They're one in five. Mm. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's doing us a favor. Maybe we don't need him. <laughs> um. Okay, you guys. Yeah. Well. It's the end of the podcast, and now it's time to get to some predictions.
0: Predictions.
1: So let's go around and get our predictions for the, this week when we go to
0: Miami. Let's start with Bob. All right. Well, I like the way uh, the offense has been trending and uh, with their red zone efficiency and their running game starting to come around. And uh, I think it's going to be a big, big game for the Lions. Uh, I've seen like points for us and fourteen for the. What was the points? 38-14, Okay. All right. Thirty-eight, fourteen. Good.
1: All right. Good. I like it a lot.
2: That's good.
1: Red dog. All right. Uh, I
3: like I like the way I like the things Bob says about the way that the offense is trending. I still think they're going to go. Through some struggles because they what their biggest hallmark has been sort of uh inconsistency, so I think they'll still put up points just because they're so talented. I'm gonna say it's gonna be around 28 to 17. Uh, here's the real twist Lions win with that score, and Ooh, uh, all right. yeah, he's yeah. oh, oh,
1: drinking God. the
0: Kool Aid. Oh, yeah, damn right, delicious, <laughs>
1: it's so good. All right, UJ. All
2: right, let me take a long swig of the Kool-Aid first. (sighs) Okay, I see it now. Uh, It's coming clear. Uh, And, guys, I think the offense is going to get rolling. Jim Bob Cooter is going to have the game of his life. The defense (laughs) is going to somehow miraculously learn how to stop the run. And uh, I think the Lions win 45-21. 45 forty five twenty one. Wow. And I nice. think Carryon Johnson has over one hundred and twenty yards, and the bulk of it will be in the third and fourth quarter. Wow, you're so... really drinking a Kool Aid if you think the Lions are
1: going to have a good third quarter this year. Oh, man,
2: it's a good, it's a good match. <laughs> Sounds like you're mainlining <laughs> it. <is what> <laughs> Come
3: on, Dad. Needles aren't aren't good for you.
2: <laughs> I know, but man. <laughs> 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 all right, Seth. all right. Uh,
1: my prediction, um, it's going to be 34-21 Detroit Lions. I Ooh. think our offense right. matches up really well against this um, Dolphins defense, especially in the passing game. I think carry on goes for about 70 yards in this game just because I think our passing offense will be so effective. Um, his carries will be limited, uh, but I, I foresee a 34-21 victory for our Detroit Lions.
2: Ooh, wow, you picked the Lions, too.
1: Yes, yes. All right. That's crazy. I can't believe we all picked the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I we're both, we're all two and three on the year, which coincides with the Lions record. That's that really freaky. That's freaky. Dental.
2: Wow. Do you guys think
1: that that means, like,
3: aliens actually exist? Like, do you think we're being engineered or something? Something's weird about that. I don't know. There's a conspiracy but <laughs> I don't
1: know. I just don't understand how that could happen.
2: Well, mix up a good batch this week, boys.
1: We will. We'll be mixing it up. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. It is a Detroit Lions podcast. And as always... Go, lions!
2: Forward, forward, no, forward um, down seal, down the field, a charge that will And with the, and blue,
3: the
2: blue and, blue and
3: silver, silver
2: wave, send the, the brave. Rock, 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 hard down the field again. A Lions uh, victory. victory! Go!
0: Go. Alliance. All right, that's <laughs> ever.